0: Welcome back, everybody, to a brand new episode of Wrestling with Stooges. I'm your host, Oscar Rendon, and with me, as always, is the elusive, the sometimes unapproachable, unattainable. Sometimes he taps out. Timmy, tap out. <laughs> I don't know I where just, I was going with that.
1: I just love your introductions.
0: I try to, I I, to come up with something different. Every week. Unapproachable. <laughs> unapproachable. Unattainable. Undeniable. Don't ever approach me, guys. <laughs> the Ever. funny thing is the funny thing is about you, you don't seem approachable yet for whatever reason, every time we go to a live event, all the people just start talking to you <laughs> randomly. Really? Uh, I guess that's true. People people just kinda look at you. Like I remember uh when we went to AEW last time, whoever was sitting next to you just looked at you and was like and just started up started up a conversation.
1: Oh yeah. The guy standing behind us in line when we were waiting to get into the door.
0: Smackdown too. Yeah, yeah, smackdown, AW. Yeah, man. You just <laughs>
1: Hey man, I, what can I say? I'm I'm a likable guy. I think you know I'm a people person.
0: Uh, <laughs> I just think it's hilarious. I'm like it's always you. Like no one ever comes to me. And it's like hey, I kind of try to not talk to people. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to deal with other people's bullshit.
1: <laughs> All their negativity. Yeah, man. I don't.
0: I never. Well, not negativity, but you know. I I don't know. I just don't like. Uh, uh I don't know. I just don't like making small talk with people I don't know. You know, especially, especially when I, you know, if I think they're weird, I
1: don't know. I mean, I'll try, like if somebody comes up to me and wants to talk to me, like I'll try to communicate with them and, but yeah, small talk's always kind of weird.
0: Yeah. Especially when it's kind of like out of the blue. I don't know. Who knows? I don't know. Maybe that's just a me thing, but like, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't really like the, uh, the small talk of it all stranger danger guys stranger danger <laughs> even in the crowded room yeah. <laughs> um but um but yeah i mean let's talk about this week in wrestling i mean i mean there's only been like two big stories and that's uh jay Uso and cody rhodes losing the tag titles after eight days why why that's the question <laughs> w-h-y <laughs> uh
1: i feel like at this point the tag titles have been passed around too many times in the last couple months um, because they went from Sammy and Kevin to the Judgment Day. Yeah. To Jay and Cody. Back to the Judgment Day. Yep. And I felt like at first, um, I never thought Jay and Cody would actually win those titles. But when they did, and then they did the press conference afterwards, like, I don't, there seemed to be some chemistry there between the two. And I was yeah. excited to see where this, uh, tag team run was going to go, where it was going to go. And, um, I even said, like, as soon as they won, like, on, uh, um, that week, that night, they won. I'm like, hopefully, they have a long run out of this. Yeah, man, was I wrong?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was, I was kind of hoping that the run would kind of, uh, kind of uh, overlap something with Randy. So like, Randy comes back for Survivor Series. Maybe they team up with Randy. You know, we all think it's all up and good. And then after Survivor Series, they're defending their titles, and Randy costs them the titles. Like. I, you know, I would have thought Randy would have, you know, you know what I mean? Randy. Randy. Um. Speaking of Randy, I
1: just want to touch on this before we forget. Um, Apparently, they're pulling out all the stops for his return, and um, they're making new merchandise for him and, uh, like, promoting him big time.
0: Of course you do. He's a St. Louis legend. He's just a legend in That's general. That's
1: true. I don't know if they're going to do, like, vignettes and, like, tease his return, or they're just going to... Make it a surprise, which I hope that's the route they take. Like I hope it's a surprise. I don't want to. I don't want any preview. Like I just want them to pop up out of nowhere.
0: Yeah. Um, I like surprises when it's people that have been gone from like injury or something. Vignettes. I always feel like if you're gonna debut somebody, then do vignettes. Get people kind of used to who they are or their or their character or whatever. You know, because I I don't like vignettes where or I don't like people debuting randomly when we've gotten, like, no backstory to who they are, and we're supposed to think they're a big deal, you know? Like, um, like you know, and I, and I know I'm kind of going back on my word right now, but, like, when AJ Styles debuted, I think the perfect place for AJ Styles to debut was a Royal Rumble because it's just a rumble. Right. And, you know, you get the buzz of him being there, and then you kind of get to know him. But if they had done vignettes for him leading up to the rumble, I don't think it, w- it would have killed his... Uh, that, that surprise of it all you know yeah so it, it just depends on on kind of i don't know it just depends on how well the vignettes are crafted and if the person you're making vignettes for has the charisma to kind of pull it off you know Cause, i agree
1: yeah because uh, like imagine if they would have done that for edge when he came back after nine years like yeah. it wouldn't have had the same effect no nah. um no, what they're doing with Jade makes sense. At first, I was kind of like on the fence about it, but there are people out there who don't really know who she is, yeah. And you know, they're doing everything they can to make sure people become familiar with her, and they're making her a huge deal. So showing her come face to face with you know certain women and people, uh, like
0: Charlotte, Becky, yeah, you know, they're kind of they're kind of they're kind of already teasing like. These are going to probably be the matches, the, the rivalries that she's going to kind of start off with or lead up to or something. Yeah. You know, they're planting the seeds, <laughs> you know?
1: Yeah. There's a lot of uh, things they can do with her when she finally uh, has a match. Um, but, yeah, Randy, hopefully it's a big surprise. Uh, I think we talked about this last week, but they're teasing Survivor Series possibly. So, fingers crossed on that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, back to Jay and Cody.
0: I was not happy that they lost. <laughs> I didn't. I I didn't see it live when it happened. I uh, I got home and I I kind of just read. Like I just got on Twitter real quick, um, just to see if any like n- like actual news broke. And then I just saw like a little tweet that's like. Uh, I think it was like a meme of like Kelly Kelly had a longer reign as Divas champion than Jay and, who's, <laughs> Jay and Cody had his tag champs. And I was like, I was like, what? I don't get this. And then I scroll up even more and it's like, it showed Jimmy costing uh, Jay the titles. I was like, oh, what the fuck? That's motherfucker. <laughs> what the fuck, bro? Yeah,
1: I don't have cable, so like I don't watch anything live anymore. So like as soon as I saw that, I was like, come on. So I like, immediately like messaged you. I was like, what the fuck is this about? <laughs> I'm not feeling that, sir.
0: <laughs> no, no, I don't feel it. <laughs> I'm sure he's not feeling it either. No. Um, um, yeah, I don't know. I uh I don't know. Like it, it I mean it depends on what the story is. Maybe we'll we'll see. I guess we'll see what happens tomorrow on Monday night raw if it if if it makes sense, but I think um I think they're kind of teasing a, a a raw versus smackdown for survivor series. I think that's what the thing I think that was the implication was that J- Jimmy Uso went to Raw, interfered in some shit, then Jay Uso went to SmackDown to help Cena and attack Jimmy basically, and they uh, basically teased Raw versus SmackDown with the GMs kind of being like a little little snarky.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know,
0: Nick Aldis was like, uh, <clears throat> uh, which is I, I, this is the one thing I really liked about that that segment was that. Um, Nick Aldis is getting pissed off at, at Jimmy or not Jimmy at Jay and, and uh, Pierce for being there, but then Pierce brings up a really good point. It's like, well, where were you whenever your your guy from SmackDown, Jimmy, came to R- Monday Night Raw, you know? And it, and it's just the subtle things of like Nick Aldis being like, you're right. Like escort both of them out. Yeah. <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's like ooh, this is what i this is kind of what we've been missing from like the Raw versus SmackDown because it used to be. Just the superstars. They would just announce that, oh, this team from Raw and this team from SmackDown are going to face each other. Care. And we're like, eh, we don't really care. But now that there's like an inciting incident, I think that's what it's going to be. Like the inciting incident is Jimmy costing Jay the titles on Raw and then Jay uh, retaliating on SmackDown. And it's like both GMs are like, well, your guy attacked my guy on my show. Or is his fine, or something like that? So it's like, you know, uh, it's good storytelling. Yeah, you know, like there's a purpose. I think we were talking about this like a, like a couple of weeks ago, or like the last episode about like the Survivor Series, like the five on five having like a purpose to it. Like sometimes they would just announce matches for the sake of it for for brand supremacy. Usually that was the that was the tagline. Um, and now it seems like with Triple H. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna give this a, an extra dimension. We're gonna give people purpose. We're gonna give a reason why Raw and SmackDown aren't getting along, or why they want to, you know, fight each other for Survivor Series. Yeah. <clears throat> so that makes
1: me wonder then, like, what the match is gonna be because you have the Bloodline on SmackDown, you have the Judgment Day on Raw, but it's not like you're gonna have. Like Cody and Jay team with the Judgment Day. Like if they're playing, like I don't know where they're gonna go or like what the teams are gonna be, or if, if it's gonna be a War Games match or just a simple five on five. Um, yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how the teams
0: shape up and where they go. Yeah. Um, we'll see what happens. You know, I got a, I got a feeling like Solo's gonna show up tomorrow on Monday night.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Speaking of... also real quick, speaking of Survivor Series, they uh, they sold out. Pretty much, what was it, last week? Yeah, this past week. And now they're, like, I guess they're opening more seats up because they're, like, more people wanting to buy tickets or whatever. Um, So it's shaping up to be a pretty big Survivor Series in Chicago. And, you know, with the rumors of Randy Orton coming back, possibly CM Punk, uh, War Games, like, they're pulling out all the stops for this.
0: Yeah. I mean, like, was Fastlane sold out? I don't think it was. Like, it wasn't, I don't think it made the news that it was sold out.
1: Uh, not that I know of. Maybe, but.
0: But, like, I think, yeah, I think it's interesting that, like, all the news surrounding CM Punk and Survivor Series in Chicago, whether it is going to be the place he comes back or not, no one knows. And then, also, the return of Randy, it's like, hmm, people are kind of excited, you know, and, for good reason. I mean, hey, we haven't seen Randy in a while. Yeah. And we haven't seen CM Punk in a, in a hot minute. <laughs> Not in WWE, anyway. Not in WWE, yeah. So it's, you know, I think people are just excited about the, what could happen. Um, I, I mean, I'm excited, you know.
1: I'm, uh, yeah, I'm pumped. Like, I feel like it probably most likely would have sold out regardless of the Randy CM Punk rumors. I'm not 100 percent sure, but with the way WWE's been going lately, like they've been doing excellent and selling out a lot of their live events and their PLEs, pay-per-views, whatever you yeah. want to call them. Um, but with these, it's just heating up more now with the rumors going around. So yeah, I'm I'm excited. I wish Survivor Series was tomorrow, on Monday. <laughs> tonight <laughs> <Yeah>. Sunday <laughs>
0: uh, you mean yesterday Saturday yeah <laughs> that's what that's usually what, when it airs um I mean yeah I'm excited to see what, what kind of happens there um I don't know uh, anything I feel like anything's possible at this point when it comes to WWE yeah you know like I feel like that that was the mentality AEW had a while ago was like anything's possible and um and now it's kind of like everything's predictable and then with WWE, it used to be the opposite. It used to be, oh, everything's predictable. Now it feels like anything's possible. Anything could happen. So I don't know. I'm excited. I'm excited uh, for, for the next show they're having, Crown Jewel. Uh, and they made it official. LA Knight, Roman Reigns, Crown Jewel. Yeah. And it's an interesting... I mean, we, we both have been... I mean, we, we both kind of know w- what the deal is. You know, LA Knight... There's a 99.9% chance he's not winning that match. But that .01%, that 001 of him possibly winning, I don't know. Like, it, there's, um, I don't know. I'm going to say something, and you let me know if I'm right or wrong or, or if, if you feel the same. I feel like the long-term booking of Roman Reigns Kind of hurts any challenger um, when it's not Cody or or Rock being talked about, you know, in in that in in the situation. So like when I forgot who was it, when Sami Zayn was was uh, challenging Roman and Cody won the Rumble. I mean, we all wanted Sammy to win. We all f- felt like that should be the move to make but the the booking of roman kind of felt like as much as i wanted to happen and as much as you kind of get lost in the moment when the match is happening and you're like oh i think it's gonna happen when it doesn't happen you're like you're right i'm an idiot for believing that it was gonna happen you know and i think it's affected me as far as like getting excited you know like i'm sure when we're watching crown jewel like in, in like two weeks um I'm going to get excited for the moment where we think LA Knight's going to win it. And then my mind's going to probably go back to this moment. We're going to be like, oh, wait, that's right. I'm an idiot. Why am I getting excited? They're not going to pull the trigger. And I think that's the only downside to Roman's long-term booking is that it kind of makes the title matches a little bit meaningless, a little bit kind of like, okay, we're just doing this so he can rack up another number, another another superstar to add to the names of people he's beaten you know
1: i 100 agree and honestly i felt that way probably at least for the last year so like the last time i felt like anybody had a chance of beating roman was when he faced drew mcintyre at clash of the castle last year
0: yeah that was the last time i thought oh i think drew's winning it i mean and then after that and I probably, I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure you're going to say the same thing, it felt kind of like, oh, they figured out the, the formula with Drew on how to get people to, to get excited about the title change, and then it, they kind of pulled the rug from underneath you, and they'd just been kind of doing that match on repeat but with other people. So. Yeah.
1: No, yeah, 100%. And I felt like that was the perfect opportunity. It was home country. Drew had uh, deserved another title run. He carried that company through the pandemic, and um, I just felt like that was the right time. Obviously, I had other plans, and other than him, like, I did feel like Cody was going to win at WrestleMania, um, but, yeah, ever since WrestleMania, it's like we know who's going to win. Yeah. It's just too predictable, and now, now we know, like... Where they're heading, like they're going, they're going to go to WrestleMania with Roman as champion still. Um, most likely at this point with the run he's on. Um, whether it's against Cody, The Rock, or anybody else, probably not. It's probably going to be between one of the two. Um, but yeah, you're right. Like LA Knight, probably not his time. Um, so. Yeah. I'm 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 still looking forward to it. Like I'd probably still watch it just to see the match and see how it goes, but there's gonna be shenanigans. LA Knight's gonna get fucked over like everybody else in the past two, three years. Yeah. Um so who knows?
0: Yeah. I think um if I'm WWE I would have to pull out all the stops for Roman to beat LA Knight, like Solo uh Jimmy Uso you know, maybe even Paul Heyman pulling the referee or something. Like, just to make it look like, oh, like, Roman's got to do this, like, just a lot of cheating to beat LA Knight, you know? Um, Yeah, I don't know. Like, it's, yeah. And that's the thing. Like, and that's what kind of sucks about it is that that's just the formula for a Roman Reigns match is the shenanigans, you know? And so, like, like, I know they do it to the kind of, Keep everybody else looking strong, even though they lose to Roman. But the downside is that it's just a predictable match. It's a predictable formula of like, okay, where's the part where s- someone hits the ref? Okay, ref is down. All right, where's Solo? Where's Jimmy? Who's who? Either one of them is going to come out and 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 do some bullshit, you know, and then enter Roman with a spear, and then boom, we go home. You know, yeah, it's it's uh it's gotten predictable. You know, I think. You know, I'm trying to think back of like other heel runs, and it's like, I don't know. There, there was, I don't know. There needs to be something different about this match. I don't know what it is. Uh, I don't, I don't. If, if it maybe they introduce the Rock's daughter at this match. Like you, th- like you think Ellie Knight has taken out Solo, Jimmy, and you, like at this point you're like, okay, both of them are out it's just Roman in LA and LA Knight in the ring and then out of nowhere this other dark like 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 covered up figure comes out and you're like okay who the fuck is it now and then you know you reveal and it's the rock's daughter and it's like oh okay maybe i think that maybe is the next step for for her cuz i feel like and again this is no uh shade towards NXT i feel like she's i feel like she she's gone as far as she can go in NXT, there's nobody down down there that she can learn from, uh, as far as character work or in ring stuff that she could do on the main roster with Roman, Paul Heyman, Solo, and Jimmy. I feel like I feel like she kind of needs to go to the main roster to kind of, you know, reach that next level. Because I feel like if she stays in NXT, I don't know, like it, I feel like she's done everything she can do down there, minus winning the NXT Women's Title. That I mean, like we, we you know we've all seen. You don't need to win the NXT Women's Title to be successful in the main roster. Becky Lynch proved that. Um, who else proved that? Uh, I think all the other four horsewomen won the NXT Women's <laughs> Title. Yeah, she was the only one, minus Becky. But I would I would say out of all of them, I think Becky is probably the mo the more popular one out of all of them. So that just goes to show you, you don't need to win the... NXT women's title, but I think, what's her name? Ava. Ava Rain. Ava Rain? Right. I don't
1: know. I think
0: so. If it is Ava Rain, I mean that's a that's the perfect last name for. It. <laughs> <laughs> we got Roman Reigns and Ava Rain. Ava Rain. Um, I think that is. Yeah. I thought it was Ava Stone. Maybe I'm wrong. All I don't right. know.
1: Let's uh, let's do some research.
0: <laughs> let's do some googling, some tweeting, some.
1: Um, but yeah, honestly, I haven't really seen. Much of her work in NXT. I, I ha I don't really not that I have anything against NXT. I just don't um yeah, it is Ava Rain. Yeah. So
0: R A I N E?
1: R A I N E. Okay. Twenty two years old. Oh my god.
0: Yeah. And she's young, so it's like I think uh I feel like the next move is just to just bring her up to the main roster, have her soak in all the information, all the all the experience from Roman and and Paul and Jimmy and Solo, uh, yeah, I think that's the move. Yeah, you I know? agree. Um, especially if the blood, especially if there's a, kind of a tease that the Bloodline will eventually have some mini feud with the Judgment Day. You kind of need a woman on the Bloodlines on the Bloodline's side, and they've kind of teased it with uh, what's her name, mission in the OG, in the OC.
1: Oh chen mia chen mia, mia chen whatever
0: Miam. her name is. well her name is mia yam but but her like for whatever reason they named they renamed her M- meachin it's one word meachin <laughs> I, I thought it was machete <laughs> whenever whenever <laughs> whenever i looked at it i was like Are they, is that machete or what, what like what's the name of it like, her name is machete now machete <laughs> you know danny trejo machete um I they've kind of been teasing wi with, with her like slapping Jimmy and stuff like that. It's like, okay, maybe that's when they'll introduce uh Ava Rain, Rock's daughter, you know, to yeah. kind of help the bloodline on that front, the woman front, you know.
1: And with that, that could kick off a possible story with the Rock coming in.
0: Yeah, possibly.
1: Um But yeah, I, I back to the LA Knights, Roman Reigns, like Shit's going to happen. Something like, like you just said, Ava Rain has a great possibility of interfering. Um, they do need to do everything they can to protect LA Knight. Um, because I, I said this a couple weeks ago, Like he's basically just a stepping stone for Roman. He's just another person for Roman to beat so Roman can get to whoever else comes after LA Knight. Roman, or uh, Cody, most likely. Yeah.
0: Um, Probably Randy before cody
1: yes you know yes randy the only person left
0: yeah (laughs) he's gathered all the infinity stones except for that one (laughs) he's missing the randy stone
1: yeah um Uh, and then so yeah um yeah la Knight. i'm sure he'll be fine when he when he loses i don't want to i know it's harsh saying when but we all know that's what's going to happen yeah um And then he'll probably go off to win, like, a mid-card title. I do have confidence that eventually he will be a world champion. They just need to get the title off of Roman. Um, At some point. Yeah.
0: I mean, I think, uh, I'm not sure if it was uh, not Sam, Sam Roberts, who said said that um, perhaps, because Crown Jewel also has Logan Paul versus Rey Mysterio for the United States title. And I think it kind of makes sense for him to win it. And be this monster heel going into possibly WrestleMania. LA Knight going into WrestleMania. Facing Logan Paul. Ooh. You know, I mean, Logan Paul even said it on his podcast. I think when, I think it was after Money in the Bank. I think it was on the Seth Rollins episode that he he wants, like, he his, his two, the two people he wanted to face were either Ricochet or LA Knight. And yeah, I already got Ricochet out of there. I think they're putting him with Rey Mysterio so that he has a title so that whenever he does face LA Knight, LA Knight is the one to beat him for the title.
1: Mm, I like I th-
0: that. I think that's what it is.
1: And they kind of already had teased that feud around Money in the Bank time. Yeah. So it, that just makes a lot of sense to just go that route. I like that.
0: Yeah. And plus, he's gotten, he's gotten even better on the mic, you know. Uh, this past Like this past Friday, he was on there kind of roasting everybody. Even, he even added L.A. Knight in there, like, you know, like, like, two years. He's like, the last time I faced Rey Mysterio, L.A. Knight didn't even work here or, like, didn't have a job or whatever. So, he's, you know, he's gotten really good at, like, the promo stuff. Um, and, I guess, again, the in-ring stuff, it, it speaks for itself. So, it's mm-hmm. like, I think, you know, uh, if done right, that match could be huge. Like, the fact that Lo- a Logan Paul match is a big match is kind of insane. When you t- like, because I remember back in the day when people were like, Have you been watching these like Logan Paul vlogs? I'm like, Who the fuck is Logan Paul? <laughs> <laughs> I don't give a fuck, you know? And then, uh, and then the whole controversy of him like filming and the suicide forest in Japan, which caught him canceled air quotes, canceled. Um, I think is, uh, funny, not funny, but like I think it's funny that he was supposedly canceled, you know, and now he's like this, like. WWE superstar, <laughs> like it's just it's a it's a weird, I mean it's a weird journey to get to the WWE for him, but it's you know it's been paying off so far, you know.
1: Yeah, him and him and Rey Mysterio is going to be a banger for sure.
0: Yeah, I think um, I don't I don't know because uh, we'll I mean we'll see. I think it's going to be a great match. You know, Rey Mysterio, his style has kind of changed over the years, so it's not as uh, high flying as it used to be. Um... So, I don't know, you know, he's, he's not as nimble as he used to be, mm. you know. I mean, he still moves quick, but he's just, you know, he's changed his style so much that it's not the Rey Mysterio that I remember from like 2002 to 2006. Like, it's changed a lot. So, I'm sure it'll be a great match. It just probably won't be as, I don't want to say exciting, but it won't be as um, high-flying as the Ricochet and Logan Paul one was. Yeah. You know. Yeah. but I'm. I'm not, either way. I'm still excited for that match. Me too. Yeah. You know, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. But if if Logan Paul wins, I think for sure LA Knight will be the guy to step up.
1: I think Logan Paul has to win. In my opinion, I think this is kind of like a um. Oh, he won his last match against Ricochet, right? Yeah, that was his last match. Yeah, yeah. He'll probably cheat like he did in that match. Yeah. So, yeah. Um. So we're both in agreement when it comes to... I'm, I'm going back to Randy Orton for a second. We're both in an agreement that we would book Randy Orton against Roman Reigns like immediately when he returns.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That would be the... Like, depending on what Roman Reigns is doing at Survivor Series, Randy Orton, surprise return. RKO out of nowhere. Hits Roman.
1: What I want to see, is if they're going to do brand Supremacy or whatever, I want to see Roman versus Seth. Yeah, As the main event.
0: That could be it. That could be the 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 way they go. You know, is Seth, but is Seth possibly losing the title, of the crown jewel to Drew McIntyre?
1: Ooh, yeah. I apologize. I just, I you know,
0: you just kind of skipped over Drew. Sorry, and, Drew. I, I t- <laughs> and you know, again, shocking. And and, and, and I don't, don't want to sound condescending, but Monday Night Raw has been at least for me has been the more interesting show with Drew McIntyre kind of he's teetering on heel he's he's like right there you know yeah he's a, he's like a little kid with a fork in the and and the uh, uh electric socket you know he's like he's he's teasing it
1: and it's and it's like uh it's hard cuz i like seth but man i have been wanting drew to be champion for so long like yeah. I, I he's way overdue um
0: the promo we cut on monday night raw on seth um when Seth was like, "Get over it, get over the Bloodline," and he kind of went down the like what you said earlier that he carried the company through the pandemic. He's like, he's like, "I won the I won the world title when there was nobody here, when it was just me and myself in, in, in the performance center, you know." I, he's like, "I carried us through the pandemic." He's like, "I you know the Bloodline, you know, cost me a chance at winning the title in front of my." my hometown, basically my home crowd. Uh, And, and you want me to forget about it? It's like, it's like, it it, kind of brings up a good point. He's like, he's like point after like time, after time, after time, he's been kind of screwed either intentionally or just, you know, life happens. And he's he's just like, no, like, like I'm going to get my moment.
1: Uh, Yeah. I mean, he might be teetering, but he's making me like, like root for him even more than I already did. So, like, this is another match. I'm like, it could go either way. Probably one of the more unpredictable matches of that card at Crown Jewel. Yeah. Um, I
0: feel like that one for sure is a 50-50. Yeah. Like, I feel... And this only happens on a number of occasions. Like, because you know that like the people in the back have uh, earpiece to the ref. You know? And I'm sure, depending on what the... Um, atmosphere is for that match between Drew and Seth, they might call an audible and be like, Drew, you're winning, you know? it's. A, I feel like it's going to be a 50-50. Yeah. You know? Because, like, I just... I can't see them doing that to Drew again after, you know, Clash of the Castle. <laughs> <laughs> Not just Clash of the Castle, but the, uh,
1: the Intercontinental title matches he's had. Yep. Um, just, like, this guy needs something, you know? Yeah. Uh, I do think here's how i would do it i think drew's gonna he's gonna wait for this full heel turn until after crown jewel i think somehow seth is gonna survive at crown jewel and then either directly after the match or maybe the raw after drew is just gonna lose it and he's just gonna destroy him and just go full like psychotic heel like he's gonna go back to the uh what was the nickname he had this the psychopath the scottish psychopath oh yeah um i
0: thought you were gonna say the chosen one
1: <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs> no um but yeah like this is the only match because we know roman's winning we know logan paul's probably winning uh i don't know what other matches they've announced so far but... i think
0: uh cena and solo is gonna be one oh really yeah
1: okay i kind of feel like Solo. well we cena. can kind of we got time to make predictions yeah. later on but um but yeah this I'm looking forward to this one Drew yeah, and Seth.
0: Me too. I mean yeah it's it's the first crown jewel that I'm actually excited for. I don't think I've been excited for a lot of crown jewel matches uh in the past. But like this one has like a lot of them that I'm kind of excited for. Yeah. So uh we'll see. Hopefully they pull it off, you know. <laughs> it could be a it could be a big shit show. Yeah. You know. But we'll see. Um and then uh I'm trying to think what else. Uh, OK, so we're at the halfway point of this episode and we can't go one week <laughs> without some CM Punk news. And I feel like Who? I, I, don't, I don't know if you know if it, about this guy called CM Punk. You know, tell me more about him. He's got a Pepsi tattoo on his shoulder. Uh, you know, some people call him the best in the world. Uh, you know.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! You had me at Pepsi tattoo. I yeah. know exactly who he is now.
0: <laughs> Pepsi Phil, as some yeah. people call him. Um, uh, there can't there can't be a week where some people try to make news out of just you know saying his name. And I saw this article, uh, and it was on the uh, it was, what is it called? Web is Jericho, or like something Chris Jericho's like official page on Facebook. And I guess he has like a news site and people – I don't think he writes for it, but like people write for it and they put out stories. And it's like they put out CM Punk is not suing AEW. <laughs> I'm like, is this news? Like is this really news? Like they're reporting what he's not doing now. Like, <laughs> And then uh, earlier in the week, they, there was also a report that uh, Impact had made an offer to CM Punk, a contract offer. Um whether he accepts or not, probably not, if I had to assume. Um, I don't know. I mean, again, not a whole lot of news about CM Punk, but over the past week there's been a lot of pro punk chatter online, you know, from Mark Henry, Fuego del Sol, who used to work for AEW. Um uh who else uh busted open you know they were they were kind of a little on the pro punk side um you know Bubba Ray and uh is it Dave LaGreca? or yeah yeah and so yeah it's 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 just interesting that you hear a lot of pro punk. I've never heard like a negative story about CM Punk that makes him look like an asshole. Like if anything, like again Booker T, RVD, they've had stories of CM Punk where they're like, oh, he's trying to be a locker room leader, you know? And, like, to me, it's like if that's the worst thing you can say about someone is that he's trying to be someone that people, you know, go up to for advice or whatever, he's trying to be a locker room leader. I'm like, that's not really a bad or negative thing, you know? Um, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Am I crazy thinking that? Like, no. No. No, <laughs> no I mean, we, we don't know
1: what goes on behind the scenes. Only the people who are there know, yeah, and like you said, somebody like Mark Henry, who worked with punk and these like, um, I don't know who else was mentioned, but like anybody who was there when punk was there in the back, like only they know who the kind of person punk was. yeah, and uh, somebody like Jack Perry or Hangman Page. Or these guys who said, like, I don't need to take advice from you. Or, you know, they those are the kind of people who have been talking negative about Punk this whole time. and uh,
0: But again, it stems from something that Punk had nothing to do with. It's all about, you know, they're, they're, it's just their feelings about CM Punk without even knowing him. You know, again, the Hangman thing is, like, he's friends with Colt Cabana, who has had issues with CM Punk and so of course Hangman being Hangman he's going to side with his friend you know but again when you work in a business where you're most likely not you're, you're more likely uh, to work with someone that you really don't like it's better to just get along to make it easier and like I said if your friend has a problem with him that's your friend You know, he has a problem. You, you know, I'd be like, look, you're my friend, but your issues with him are your issues. They're not my issues. You know, I can't, I can't be in the middle. I'm not going to be in the middle. I'm not going to be defending you because I don't, you don't need me to defend you. You know? Yeah.
1: It's like, it's like if you had a problem with, with Nate and like, I'm just gonna be like, dude, I'm out of it. Like, I'm not, it's, it's your business. I don't want any part of this. Yeah. Keep me out of it. <laughs> yeah. I'm not taking sides here. Okay.
0: Yeah. But, I mean, and yeah, we've, I mean, if Nate's listening, I remember the, there was once when there was a little bit of an issue a while back ago. And, uh, you know, you were someone I vented to, but you weren't, you, you were never like, yeah, fuck Nate. You were, you were never like, oh, I'm, I'm not talking to Nate ever again now. You're like, y- you kind of what you just said. That's your issue. You know, I'm sure you guys will figure it out. And in yeah. fact, we should have Nate as a guest on here. We today. should. <laughs> What, what kind of bullshit would he bring up? <laughs> what kind of weird shit?
1: Oh, man. That would be an entertaining uh, episode.
0: <laughs> but um, but yeah, I mean, that's the thing. is like, um, you know, you just got to learn to work with people that sometimes you might not like all the way. And again, a lot of pro-punk stories have been coming out. Fuego Little Soul, he got hurt. CM Punk reached out to him saying, hey, sorry that you got hurt, you know, and Fuego said that he basically... Punk was just someone that he could vent to. And, you know, Punk reached out when he didn't need to. Uh, And, again, to me, does that sound like an asshole? Nah. Like...
1: Dude, when uh, I listened to uh, Grilling with JR, his podcast, and when he was going through his, like, cancer stuff, um, again, another guy who Punk reached out to to check on while he was going through all that, like... You don't have to do things like that. Like you, you take time out of your day to reach out to somebody who's going through a tough time.
0: Yeah,
1: and like that shows you what kind of character they have, um, and what kind of person they are. Exactly. So it's not. There's a lot of people who like CM Punk. Like it's not just all people who hate them. You know, it's it's kind of fifty fifty, I guess, out there in the world. And the Punk.
0: I mean, it's fifty fifty, but I feel like that the the fifty that is negative is just the perception.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, It's
0: not even like they know him and they have issues with him. It's just, Oh, this is the perception. We'll go with that. The negative perception.
1: Right. Like, you know, like Seth Rollins, his interview from earlier this year, like, you know, he called, we all know he called CM Punk a cancer, but like, why? That's just probably his perception of what went on in AEW as opposed to like when Punk was there during, uh, the run when the shield was still around. Like, I'm yeah. not sure like there was any issues back then. I don't, I don't know. Like I wasn't there. We weren't there, yeah. but still like,
0: but again, it's like, if he's that much of a cancer, then uh, are you going to thank him when, if he returns and you know, now there, there's a medical staff on WWE's payroll that have to take care of you, that have to make sure you're good to go that, you know, like when, if you can't wrestle, you can't wrestle, you know, punk, the opposite and in fact the reason a lot of the reason why wwe now has a medical team and staff for the wrestlers so they can be safe and so that they get the medical attention they need or you know be like hey you can't come to work today because you know you're injured you you gotta thank seeing punk for that you know uh and i'm sure a lot of it too is just wwe being like fuck all right this is an issue now that people are going to talk about now we got to hire people because it just is what it is you know mm-hmm. and so like you said like we don't know what 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 goes on in in the backstage stuff but like again uh, you know Seth's comments i feel like were just a perception you know of like what's going on in AEW i don't think he i don't even think he knows what was going on and to say that i think is uh, um you know i think it's just kind of dumb you know, on his part i think he's a, I, I would say he's a pretty smart guy you know, if you don't know what's going on, maybe don't say anything. I'd just be like, I, I don't know what's going on with Punk and AEW or whatever, but they'll figure it out. I don't know.
1: I mean, unless he got some inside information from uh, Mox. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. Other than that, like, yeah, I don't know.
0: But yeah, but like, even then, like that that story that came out that Punk and Mox when they were putting together a match, seem Punk was like, yeah, I don't like that finish. That uh, I don't like the like Rocky Three, uh, style finish or whatever when we when i was listening to that uh podcast you sent me for, uh, busted open with uh bubba and and lagreca uh bubba ray was like look when you're passionate about putting together a match sometimes you're going to be an asshole like like he even said christian he said christian C- christian christian cage for those of you who don't have a father for those of you don't have a father the uneducated and the <laughs> and the fatherless. Um, he uh, he said, "Look, Christian is one of the biggest assholes when it comes to putting together a match." And but then he also said, "But he's great at it." So who am I to be like? Well, fuck that guy, you know. And it's again, when you're passionate about it, you know, you're gonna feel a certain way. And CM Punk seems like the kind of guy that's like kind of just straightforward. It's like I don't like it. And I'm sure John Moxley has probably done the same with other people. Like he's probably said, "Uh Uh-huh, okay. Yeah, I don't like that. Maybe we can do something different, you know? Yeah. Again, like that that was basically why John, I think, left WWE. Was that WWE wanted to do something? John Moxley was like, I don't like that. It's just it's the same thing. People people are doing the same thing and and saying that, oh, I have an issue with, with someone doing the exact same thing I'm doing, but I think I'm right. It's just, it's, it's always just, I think I'm right. Everybody thinks they're right. You know, that's just it.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, it's like Mark Henry said too, like he's, he's stuck in his ways, which isn't a bad thing. Like he's, he's a, he's a, he's a veteran basically. He knows what he's doing. Um, like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't really know what else to say about it other than like perception always is not always reality. Yeah. except
0: for wrestling business perception is reality yeah you know and unfortunately that's just how it is and like mark henry said um when punk was there he was helping out he was he was there helping out women the women's division um he was there helping out some of the young guys and again it's like where are those people coming like those like a, a lot of those people aren't coming out and saying oh yeah positive things but they're not saying negative things because you know they know that uh if they say anything positive about cm punk in aw who knows what could happen yeah. you know
1: well there's also people in wwe who like punk those names haven't been put out there but we talked about this a while ago That there's a top name in that company who who's all, who's all for punk coming back so you know there, there's some people out there who who like punk and want to give him a chance
0: yeah Hell, even Brian Danielson, who who you know was asked about CM Punk, was like, "Yeah, I don't have a problem with him. You know, me and him, we when we worked together, we've been cool, you know." Uh, and again, it's just one of those. It's I guess it's like, I don't know. I feel like certain people in AW just don't have. I don't think I've ever had. Uh, a work environment where there's some people that aren't gonna agree with what they think or their vision for something. You know? And CM Punk is just, you know, very blunt, you know? And I mean I would say I'm pretty blunt sometimes to a to a fault and <laughs> it's gotta mean some hot water in my life. You know? I'm not uh I'm not ashamed to say that I've been uh I've been blunt on certain things and you know, it gets it gets thrown right back at me, but that's just the kind of person I am and, you know,
1: uh, you need types of people like that in your life.
0: Yeah. You know? Sometimes you need that someone that's just gonna tell you, hey, dude, you're a fuck up. Yeah. Quit fucking up. Could <laughs> be <being> an asshole. <laughs> you know? Uh, sometimes I'm that guy. <laughs> sometimes.
1: Not all the time.
0: Not all the time. You know? But but yeah. Sometimes I I let people know how I feel. And sometimes they don't like it. <laughs> sometimes they like the, the nicer version of me and I get it. I I like the nicer version of Me Too, but sometimes I got to be like, yo, shut the fuck up. Yeah,
1: I'm like the complete opposite. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not as blunt.
0: No, man. (laughs) I feel like if you had something to tell me, you'd be like, oh, man, how do I say this? Uh, Oscar. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to go home. I'm going to text you, (laughs) but I'm not going to text you how I'm feeling. I'm just going to kind of like, you know, (laughs) I don't know how you would do it.
1: I need to write this down, and then I'll send it to you.
0: Yeah. Um... But, but yeah, I think, um, just listening to a lot of people's, um, you know, kind of interactions with St. Punk and look, I've had small interactions with CM Punk and every time I've met him, he has always been nice, kind, um, humble and gracious. And, you know, uh, I remember when I went to meet him in Chicago and, you know, he, he's like, Oh, thank you. Thank you so much for taking the time. and. I was like, it was weird. It kind of threw me off. I was like, he's thanking me. I'm like, uh, like I was ready to thank him. I was like, oh, thank you, man, for, for coming. tonight. it's been a while since you've you know since we've seen you. I think this was back like in 2018, 2019, I think. And I was just like, I was just saying thank you, man, because you know we missed him. And I didn't get to I didn't get to ask him if he was coming back to wrestling. Uh, little did I know.
1: <laughs> Dude, I remember when we went back in uh, 2013 before SummerSlam. Yeah, we went to Chicago. And I think at the time, like, I don't think they were doing, like, group photos or something. and Like, we all to take individual photos or something. I don't know. I th- Something happened. But, like, I just remember, like, Punk knew that we were, like, a group. And he was like, it's fine. He was all right. Just all three of you guys can come in and take a group picture. It's fine. Because I think he was only doing, like, individual photos or... Something like that. I don't remember.
0: Yeah, I think the policy for I think Wizard World was it.
1: It was yeah. Of, yeah,
0: is that there can only be two people in a photo with someone because they don't want you to like sue them or or go back and ask for a refund if you end up like either divorcing the person that you were in the photo with or you end up becoming not friends with the person in the other photo. Like people do that. Like they're like, oh, I'm not friends with this person. I don't want them in my photo. Can I get a refund for that photo because whatever so yeah that's what they were doing and um yeah i remember that now sam yeah we were like kind of talking to the person in charge of like getting us in line and yeah this was like 2013 so we were like right out of high school we were still kids and we were like oh fuck like i guess one of us is gonna have to sit out and cm punk was kind of like yeah what's the problem and she the lady kind of told her kind of what was going on and he was like no that's all fine come on so come on, guys. Like, let's get this photo done. Yeah. You know, <laughs> let's get it. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, again, like, it's just you know, I think when when you go into a, a situation with wanting to dislike somebody or kind of like feeling like, oh, I'm not gonna like you, the other person's gonna take it as, okay, well, if you're not gonna if you're not gonna respect me, if you're gonna kind of come at me with this negative energy. I don't I'm gonna reciprocate it. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be negative with you too. And I think like if you're positive, if you're like, okay, I'm gonna try to work with you, I'm gonna try to, you know, do my best, I'm sure CM Punk would have been a okay with people. But again, he's blunt. He's like, yo, what the fuck? Like I'm sure I'm sure after the hangman promo, he's like, yo, what the fuck? What's going on? You know? But yeah. it you know, again, it's just uh and also, and it's something that I didn't even put together until today. Whenever we were talking before the podcast, is like anything anything negative that ever came out about CM Punk wasn't from any other wrestlers. It was from these sources from the Dave Meltzer camp or the Sean Ross Sap camp. I think that's what Sean Ross Sap uh, or Nick Hausman. It's like it's all these like. You know, people hiding in the shadows. Like, oh, I'm going to send you this of, like, you know, why we don't like punk or whatever. And, like, I remember when he was coming back after the Brawl Out incident. Wasn't that? Yeah, Brawl Out. Um, there, he, he did some interview. I'm not sure what, what, for what, I think, was it Rolling Stone or Esquire or some interview where he kind of talked about the incident and I remember the news that week was, oh, people, in, people backstage in AEW have a problem with CM Punk's interview. And then you read the interview, he barely mentions the brawl out. All he says was he felt sorry and apologized to Tony Khan. That's it. Yeah. You know, he said, yeah, like, I was, I, you know, he said I was out of hand. I maybe shouldn't have said that right then and there, but I felt sorry for Tony Khan. I didn't, you know, I didn't, all that stuff. And you read the interview. I'm like, okay, why, why, why are people so dead set on trying to paint him in a negative light with this interview? And then the interview comes out, and there's nothing negative about it. I'm like, okay, there's an agenda here. Certain people are getting the the scoop. The you know Dave Meltzer, <clears throat> bitch, <laughs> and uh, and again, they're reporting this as if it's fact. You know. And I'm, I'm obviously going to assume that he gets back to CM Punk. And it's like, oh, are we doing this again? Is, did, did I not address this a year ago when the whole incident happened? I'm sure in his mind, he's fucking thinking. Oh. Like, I'm sure you can tell. When you watch when CM Punk returned to when he left, you can tell on his face he was over it. Like, he was just tired of, like, just everything. Cause you could tell he was excited when he got there and he was like pumped like you and you, when you watch, when you watch that brawl out interview, like his face looks still looks kind of young and kind of like, uh, like, like healthy. When he came back, he looked a little more kind of like disheveled. He kind of didn't give a fuck. He was kind of like over it. And I'm like, I'm like, I don't know about you guys, but that looks like a guy who has been through some shit, and is just tired. Is just over it, and he's like, "Fuck it," you know. And I don't blame him. You know, if I am being completely honest, I don't blame him. You know,
1: honestly, I am surprised he came back at all after all that. Um,
0: well, Tony, I am pretty sure Tony probably wasn't going to let him out of his contract.
1: Yeah, that's true. You know, but I know there was um, like he just seemed like he wanted to leave. Like way before that, and
0: I mean, I think it was last December.
1: Yeah, right after,
0: right after the brawl out last December, he was kind of like, "All right, I'm out." Like, I don't think this is gonna work. People are having issues. I'm gonna take myself out of this situation. Tony Khan was like, nah, "Was probably like, no, come on, man.'" And wasn't good. It wasn't that good of a leader because he still let shit go on. There's still a stooge in AEW leaking information. And it's just like, you know, like I'm like I think it's kind of hilarious that Tony Khan finally grew a spine after after CM Punk left. You know, you're, at that point you're top star. It's like, where was where was that? Uh, uh, like where was that kind of leader leadership? Air quotes. Uh, when CM Punk was there, because you basically were just kind of like, oh, like I don't want to get my friends mad and whatever. I'm just like, I don't know. I'm just like. I don't want this to be an anti tony Khan podcast either, but it's just like like I don't know i'm just uh I don't know, at this point, I don't want to seem pro punk, but the evidence I, I don't know I'm talking like an investigator yeah. here the evidence the evidence points to obviously he was not the issue. There were other issues at hand that you know kind of plagued that uh that whole incident,
1: yeah, you I mean. Know? I'm sure during that whole brawl-out stuff afterwards, I'm sure Punk respectfully, he probably did say something like, hey, I, I don't know if this is going to work, and then I'm, I'm just making this up in my mind. But Tony Khan at that moment was probably like, you know what? I need to make a whole completely different show just for Punk because I can't let my biggest star leave. Uh, but obviously that didn't work out for either.
0: Well, yeah, because he still hadn't resolved the issue that was there's somebody going to Dave Meltzer trying to put out this agenda, this narrative that CM Punk is a problem. When in reality, there really wasn't that much of a problem. Did CM Punk have issue with the fact that maybe there were some people on, in the AEW locker room that he was just like, I don't want to deal with them because if I deal with them, there probably will be an issue. Like I think was it was Matt Hardy and uh, uh, Christopher Daniels, I think. He said he kind of sent them home. He didn't want them to be at at collision that first second or – I think that first week he was there or something.
1: Mm, I thought thought that was like a false – because I think Matt Hardy came out and said that that wasn't true or something.
0: I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, we'll have to – I guess you'll have to like look it up and see if that's true. But like if it's not true – and again, if it's just a report that somebody sent to Dave Meltzer, it's like – and if you said it's not true and who knows if it's true or not, then it's like, okay – Again, it seems, this seems a lot like an agenda to piss off CM Punk. And it's just like, and it worked. You know, Unfortunately, it, it worked. And, and he, he let his emotions get to him. And I kind of don't blame him. I, I'd, be, I'd be fucking spent if, if I had to fucking just, every time I show up to work or something, and I open up my phone, and it's like, hey, CM Punk did this. And I'm just like, and if I'm CM Punk, I'm like, God, fuck. Really? Like, this is happening again.
1: Yeah, he just seemed pretty miserable. Yeah. That last, from All Out to the past All Out, for like that whole year. Um, So I'm looking to see, let's see, looking up the Matt Hardy thing. Uh, However, someone told him he was no longer needed for the show and he had to change his booking. Uh, Hardy shares the story, insinuating that this person, CM Punk, was the one who unbooked him for the event. Um, Let's see. We were on Wednesday Live for Dynamite and Rampage taping for Friday. Then there was a collision the next night. So I had been asked a few days before I would be willing and free to stay for collision. Um, uh, Then that evening, about 6 p.m., it was clear. They said, oh, it's going to be good. Uh, I drive back to my hotel in Toronto. It's almost midnight. Then I get a message from someone in the creative process, and they said, just so you know, you and Isaiah aren't needed tomorrow. I already changed my flight to Friday with the travel prior and everything else, and it was already confirmed by Tony Khan that I was going to be there. Then we found out that night that I was not going to be there. Um, the next day, I couldn't fly out. Uh, the story at the time was that Punk didn't want anyone close with the elite, including Christopher Christopher Daniels, Jack Perry, or Hardy, to be at Collision. Um. It doesn't really it doesn't really give me any answers. Sorry, guys, I just went on that rant for no reason.
0: <laughs> but even still, it's like, look, uh, if Tony Khan did make that show. So that he can kind of keep certain anti punk people from like causing a ruckus or causing problems or trying to just make sure that there aren't any problems, then yeah, it's like why would you send somebody who who you know has a history with you know the Bucks uh, like Christopher Daniels or Matt Hardy? I don't know. Because um,
1: someone changed it during the day and it was not Tony Khan, so I don't know. I can't point the fingers at any names, but I'll let people come to their own conclusions. So, I mean, there wasn't, still, like, there wasn't any
0: concrete evidence or concrete, like, definitive answer that CM Punk was the guy. Right. You know, I don't know. So, again, it's just, um, uh, for me, like I've always said, uh, you know, I have no issues with CM Punk uh, from the times that I've met him, from the, you know, even from just reading the reports of uh, what went down, it just sounds like. You know there were a lot of people at fault. CM Punk, of course, being one of them, because you know he acted on his emotions. Uh, but at the same time, just too many factors going on, and I I don't blame him. You know, do I say, hey, maybe you shouldn't have said some stuff? Yeah, of course. You know, because you know I'm sure he felt bad. I'm sure he probably regretted saying some of that shit. But you know, at the end of the day, he said it, and I don't know. You know,
1: yeah. He needed to get. He needed to get out of there. Needed to get his head on right. Yeah. Um, so now just uh, we're all waiting to see what's next.
0: Yeah. Is it going to be Impact or TNA?
1: You know, I was going to text you last night, and I, like I was going to say, so I was going to ask you, like, do you think there's a chance that he shows up in Impact because it was in Chicago? Yeah. Um, but then found out he's at the uh, Chicago Blackhawks game. Yeah. Um, I but I don't know. Do you want to talk about? impact
0: uh we'll save okay. it for wrestling overtime okay. all right but yeah yeah that's what i was thinking too like you know is seeing punk gonna show because i was checking last night i was kind of like well impact's having the pay-per-view i was like i was refreshing my youtube to see like what clips they were releasing i was like oh, is seeing punk gonna show up maybe maybe not i don't know and uh yeah and then once i saw the the black Hop, the black hawks uh photo I was like, oh, I don't think he is. I don't know.
1: (laughs) I think he's right where he wants to be right (laughs) now.
0: Yeah, I think he's watching (laughs) a hockey game. He's happy. Yeah. Um, But but, yeah, I think, uh, uh, yeah, I'm hoping he goes back to WWE. I'm hoping he finishes his career on a high and rather than a low. I think, um, I mean, I think a lot of people want to see that. I want to see that. You want to see that. Uh, I'm sure even anti CM Punk people are like, "All right, dude, just finish your run on a, on a on a good note." Just just you know, I think um, you know, like we've like we've said on our podcast, we've laid out uh, a good you know road map for him at WrestleMania if he comes back at Royal Rumble, if he comes back at Survivor Series, <laughs> we don't know what to do then. We'll have to rebook. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to go back to the drawing board.
1: Oh, man. It would be so funny if they booked it the way we booked it. Exactly.
0: Dude. That's If they book it the way we booked it and laid it all out, I fucking want a job at WWE. Hire us.
1: Like, we need to get that episode out to them somehow. Like That's if, if they book it
0: that way. Then, if they book it that way. But even then. We booked it first. We booked it first. Give us the money. Pay us. If you want some creative people on your team, call me. I <laughs> took creative writing. I know my shit.
1: Call the Stooges.
0: You know, call the Stooges if you want to. If you want you want some Stooges in your locker room. You know? <laughs> I mean, yeah, man. I feel like I feel like yeah. We we would we would. I feel like we would do well working as writers. Yeah, for sure. You know, I feel I feel like we would. You know. I'm just too good. We're constantly working our booking minds. You know, exactly. You know, we're not saying we're bookers, but hey, um, yeah. I mean, okay. Uh, we'll okay. So we'll talk more on on wrestling overtime uh, again. Make sure to tune in to this episode on Mondays. You know, wrestling with stooges we release on Mondays, and then wrestling overtime on Wednesdays, guys. So make sure you're tuning in every week. Uh, Glory Pro Wrestling. Our next event is November seventeenth. Uh, I believe let me check let me double check (laughs) I don't want to say that shit and and I'm wrong Um, uh, okay here it is glory pro we're okay November 19th Sunday November 19th at uh, South Broadway Athletic Club make sure you're there doors are at 2 p.m. bell times at 3 Uh, it's gonna be our last one of our last shows of the year I think we've got three upcoming shows um so make sure to grab your tickets uh you know again your favorites are gonna be there guys like camaro jackson warhorse um jake something uh who else calvin Tagman, the glory pro champion and uh all your favorites guys <laughs> so make sure you're also tuning in to uh glory pro wrestling ascend on youtube every thursday 6 p.m every new episode drops on the dot make sure you're watching guys we're producing one hell of a show. I'm, ex- I'm always excited to watch that show. I'm like, I wonder how this turned out. Because I don't, I, don't I don't get to see the finished product until it comes out like the rest of you. But I, I work on it. You know, I send in my clips that I film and stuff. So I'm always excited when something I did pops up. I'm like, ooh, I did that. I did that. Ooh, that, that's cool. Oh, I like how they used it there. So make sure you're watching, guys. And again, as always, what do we say? Stooges out.